Do you ever struggle with remembering details from your travels? Then I've got something special for you. How would you like a better way to keep track of all the things you see and experience in Scotland? A way to keep those special memories and all the details fresh for years to come. My new Scotland travel journal might just be what you need. It includes daily journaling prompts to help you start writing about your day, lots of space for doodling and notes, prompts to reflect on your trip overall, and suggestions for things to do that help you make more meaningful connections with Scotland. There's also inspiration for your travel bucket list, a map to draw your route, space to keep track of your travel details, and some Gaelic and Scottish phrases to try while you're here. All you have to do is print out the journal, fold the pages in half and start writing. The Scotland Travel Journal is the perfect companion for your upcoming trip to Scotland. Find it in the Watch Me See online shop or visit the link in the show notes. And now, let's get on with the show. Hello there. You're listening to Wild for Scotland and I'm your host, Cathy Kamleitner. I bet you didn't expect to hear from me again quite so soon, but it's the end of the year Many of us are celebrating holidays soon, and, well, I had some more stories to tell. So, lean back and enjoy. Let's travel to Scotland. Today's story is actually one I wrote and shared with my Patreon subscribers last summer. But before I tell you more about where we're going, I wanted to share a project with you that I've been working on tirelessly for the past few weeks. As you may well know, I'm launching a series of ready-made Scotland itineraries, and the first few are now almost ready to launch. Each of these itineraries will describe a route to a different region of Scotland, or it's inspired by a theme. The bucket list destinations, the west and the east coast, the far northwest and the far south, the inner and the outer Hebrides, Outlander, Whiskey and the national parks. The itineraries will launch for sale on my Scotland blog Watch Me See on Friday the 24th of December. A Christmas miracle, so to say. The first five are available right away, and the other five are available to pre-order, and you'll get them in January. If you'd like early access and an exclusive discount code, add your name to the waitlist and I'll notify you when the itineraries are ready. You'll find the link in the show notes. Another thing I wanted to do today is to send a massive thank you to everyone who has listened to Wild for Scotland this season, but also everyone who's been involved in making it. Bruce Wallace, who composed the music, and Lizzie Vaughan Knight, who illustrated the beautiful cover art. Actor Scott Kyle, who was my first ever guest on the show, and hopefully not the last. Our sponsor, Go Ape, who took a real leap of faith in supporting my work. Don't forget to check them out and use the discount code WILDSCOT to book at any of their Scottish sites. Now, in winter, they offer sundown sessions, where you sip line at sunset or in the dark, but you can also already book ahead for the spring and summer. The biggest thank you of all goes out to my producer, editor and sound designer, Fran Tarowskis. Without her, this podcast would probably not exist, and it certainly wouldn't sound as good. Her own podcast, On the Outside, which you should definitely check out, by the way, 
was recently nominated for a Pod Bible Podcast Award in the social conscience category. It would be amazing if you could help her out and vote for On the Outside in these awards. I'll pop the link to vote in the show notes. Right, now let's get to the story. We're heading to the Isle of Harris in the Outer Hebrides. It is the second but last island I crossed on my walk of the Hebridean Way. And I spent about three days walking from Leverborough, past the famous beaches and across the Coffin Road, up the Golden Road to Tarbert and finally into the glens near Loch Seaforth. The weather wasn't always in my favour on this walk, but I found that the hospitality of the islanders made more than up for that. And this is a story about that. Put on your hiking boots and join me on the trail. This is Tea and Beans. the Isle of Bernaray on the morning ferry. I read that this is one of the most scenic ferry crossings in the UK. The water is shallow and sandbanks give it a bright turquoise colour. The boat has to zigzag across the Sound of Harris, making the journey twice or thrice as long as it would be if it could cross in a straight line. I was really looking forward to this, but the Sound of Harris has other plans. It is foggy, and all I can see is a white haze. The ferry glides through the mist with precision, avoiding the hundreds of rocky outcrops and islets that sprinkle the sound. Instead of bright turquoise, the water is murky grey and black. I seek shelter inside the ferry, curl up on a chair, and make up for the sleep I lost to get here this early. I disembark in Leverborough, too early to visit the community shop, too early to stop anywhere for a cup of tea. The fog has lifted a little, but was replaced with relentless rain falling onto my increasingly less waterproof jacket. I dread another rainy day on the trail, but there is no alternative. I set off and follow a small tarmac road out of the village. Soon after, there is a way marker pointing into the moor, I take a deep breath. Gather my willpower and follow its direction. What follows are two gruelling hours of ankle-twisting peat bog. Rain from above, splashy bog from below. There is a race turf path, but until the peat gets well compacted, it makes for difficult walking. The trail leads almost straight through a glen and rises steadily, but the ground makes it impossible to follow it just like that. I constantly have to veer off, find drier spots to pass big puddles and little ponds. I'm terrified by the stories of people falling into peat bogs, never to be seen again. By the time I reach the other side, I am physically and mentally exhausted. My shoes, which had kept my feet dry on so many rainy days, 
are drenched, my socks soaked in bog and rain. I reach a Abelach and spot the beach of Scarista below. Despite the dreadful rain, it is an explosion of colours. White sands, bright blue water, lush green meadows. What a sight on a sunny day it must be. I make a mental note to look it up later and relish in what could have been. The trail follows the road for a while and then veers off onto the beach. As if walking through a peat bog wasn't enough, I now struggle with walking through the soft sand. I stumble and curse and wish I was back in my dry hostel room, heaters cranked to the max. I'm ripped out of my daydream by the realisation that I haven't seen a way marker since I left the road. The beach trail is a diversion not marked in my guidebook. I know I have to cross back over the road and make my way into the hills, but I don't know where. There are no trails, only private gardens and fields. Tired, wet and achy. I feel lost for the second time on the Hebridean Way. But then, out of nowhere, I spot two figures on the beach. One tall, one short. A man and a child. I walk over to them and shout from afar, signalling that I need their help. As I ask for the way back to the Hebridean Way, the man's face lights up. Turns out I walked a little bit too far on the beach, too much daydreaming. I can come with them and cross through their garden. He can show me where to cross the road and continue my walk. Relieved, I follow the pair through a small gate. We walk up a gravel path through their garden. Despite the man's advanced years and his grandson's little legs, I struggle to keep up. My legs are just so tired. If only I could sit down for a moment and get out of the rain. I must look desperate, because as we reach the front gate of their house, which leads out to the road, the man takes another look at me and stops in his tracks. Would you like a cup of tea? he asks, and smiles. Two days later, I am back on the trail. I took a day off to visit St Kilda, and luckily the worst of the weather seems to have passed. I follow the Coffin Road, a footpath that connects the east and west coasts of the Isle of Harris. While the west coast is covered in rich Mackayer meadows, with fertile ground and plenty of soil for plants to grow in, the east coast is a barren and rocky place. In fact, there is so little soil in these parts that villagers from the remote east coast had to carry their dead across to the west coast to be buried at cemeteries in Scarista, Borve and Luskentire. Hence the name, Coffin Road. But don't let the name put you off. This section of the Hebridean Way is among its finest. I walk along a gravel track that leads to the top of a Abelach. From there, I can still glimpse the sands of Luskentire behind me, if only very far in the distance. I would have to return one day to see this beach in its full glory. Descending towards the east coast, the track turns into a narrow footpath. It is a joy to walk here. Surrounded by shrubs and rocks, every now and then I meet other hikers, here to explore the glen for the day. I pass little lochens and trickling streams. I spot ruins of sheepfolds among grey slabs of rock. 
A few times I get showered by the rain, but then the sun comes back out and dips the hills in the golden view. And then I spot it. A sign that makes me feel like I won the lottery. Cafe, 50 metres, it reads. In an instant I'm back in my daydreams. A pot of warm tea, a steaming hot meal, a dry seat to rest my legs. Like in a trance, I follow the sign leading to a big building. The base centre, a community centre for the villagers here in the Bay's area of Harris East Coast. I walk up to the door, pull the handle and... Jackpot. It's open. A few other people are sitting at tables decorated with flowers and Harris gin bottles. I can hear the reassuring chatter of pots and pans coming from the small kitchen and the lilt of garlic from one of the other tables. Being a vegan, I know my options are limited, but one dish I have learned to appreciate on this hike more than any other is beans on toast. No matter where you are in Scotland, no matter how remote, no one has ever failed me on that. A lady comes over to take my order. A pot of tea, please, and do you have beans on toast? The expression in her face makes my heart drop. I'll have to go and check, she says, and hurries back into the kitchen. I can hear her rummaging, checking cupboards and shelves. Please, just find a tin of beans. My fate becomes clear to me as she comes back out of the kitchen. She looks at me, her eyes full of pity. Unfortunately, no beans. With no other option on the menu, I ask if it's okay to eat my packed lunch at the table. The same packed lunch I've had for days. A roll with hummus. I couldn't think of a more boring thing to eat. But before I know it, something amazing happens. A man from one of the other tables gets up, has a brief conversation with the woman at the counter and hurries out the door. She comes over to me with a big smile on her face. Turns out the man had overheard my situation and remembered he had some extra tins of beans at home. He'd be happy to get them. A few minutes later, he's back, several tins stacked in his arms. He waves over to me, another big smile on his face. I stow away my hummus and my bread roll and dig into the steaming hot meal in front of me. Never in my life have beans tasted so good. Soon after, I am on my way again to continue my walk across the Isle of Harris with a belly full of tea and beans and a lasting impression of island hospitality. I hope you enjoyed this trip to the Isle of Harris and my story about island hospitality. Harris is one of the islands you'll visit if you follow my Outer Hebrides itinerary and you'll have enough time on the islands to hike at least part of the Hebridean Way if you'd like to try it. If that sounds up your street, add your name to the waitlist and be among the first to know when this itinerary becomes available. That's it from me today. Don't forget to show our sponsors some love and vote for Fran's podcast on the outside 
in the Pop Bible Awards. I'll be back with another bonus episode for you next week, when we'll travel to a different place in Scotland. If you're still here, listening all the way to the very end, it means you've probably got your hands full. So let me take this opportunity to remind you that I don't just write immersive travel stories. I also plan unforgettable itineraries for Scotland. And it's never been easier to follow one of my routes. Head to watchmesee.com forward slash shop to browse my ready-made Scotland itineraries and turn your travel dreams into reality.